Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Today is Saturday, April 24th, 2021. On this day in 1961, serial killer Orville Lynn Majors was born. He grew up to be the so-called angel of death, a licensed practical nurse who murdered at least six of his patients. Majors may have killed many, many more. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this killer's crimes, listener discretion is advised. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the birth of convicted serial killer Orville Lynn Majors. Let's go back to Greenville, Kentucky on April 24, 1961. Baby Orville Lynn was a welcome addition to the Majors family. Though his coal miner father worked grueling hours, he always made time for his son, and his mother loved him very much. She raised him never to hurt a soul, not even a fly. Majors was a big-boned kid. Given his size, his classmates could have found him imposing, but those around town knew he was a gentle giant, a curly-headed teddy bear. As a teenager, Majors devoted himself to caring for his ailing grandmother, with whom he was very close. He made sure she was comfortable at all hours and stayed right by her side, even in her final hours. Though devastated by her death, Majors knew he'd found his calling. He was a natural. When his grandma finally passed, he vowed to always care for those who could not care for themselves. He graduated from Linton Stockton High School around 1979. From there, Majors pursued his nursing education. Once he officially became a licensed practical nurse, he spent the next few years bouncing around between different hospitals. In 1993, he landed a job at Indiana's Vermilion County Hospital, a small facility with only 55 beds. Majors worked in the intensive care unit. At first, his co-workers were impressed with Major's dedication. Patients and their families loved him, too. Folks around town knew Major's as a part-time nurse, but he loved animals even more than he loved caring for people. So he sank all his earnings into a true passion project, a pet store in downtown Linton. His customers always appreciated his friendliness, and some pet owners stopped by the store just to hear Majors tell a joke or two. He earned a hero's reputation among his patrons, providing for their fur babies and taking care of their loved ones. One day, a goldfish jumped from its aquarium home onto the pet store floor. Majors ran to rescue the little guy. He lifted it, cradled it in his hand, and positioned his lips against the fish's, then blew air into its mouth. The tiny creature actually lived. That's how tenderhearted Majors seemed. 
But the sweet pet shop owner and steadfast nurse had a dark side. Hospital co-workers and acquaintances did admit that Majors always seemed pretty stressed. He felt plagued by money woes and, as such, was sometimes irritable. He also seemed to hate the elderly. He'd say that old people were a waste and they should be put down like dying dogs. Or he'd comment that they should be gassed. Some friends said Majors even referred to his patients and their loved ones as whiners or trash. Still, nobody suspected the nurse could be a serial killer. While intensive care nurses expect to deal with death and dying on any given day, Nurse Majors was no ordinary practitioner. In 1993, the 55-bed facility reported the deaths of about 25 patients. But in 1994, by the end of Majors' first full year at Vermilion, the death toll had snowballed to over 100. At first, the rise in fatalities was mysterious, but soon, patients' loved ones began telling similar stories about a particular nurse. Moving forward, we'll use pseudonyms to protect the patients' and their family members' identities. In April of 1994, Lisa brought her mother to Vermilion Hospital to have fluid extracted from her lungs. Though her mom was in stable condition, Lisa refused to leave her side. When her mother's nurse, Orville Lynn Majors, came by to check in, he smiled at Lisa and offered a joke or words of comfort. He seemed like a good nurse. But one afternoon, Majors came in to give Lisa's mother an injection. Lisa wasn't sure what the shot was for, but she trusted the hospital staff. She likely thought nothing of it until she saw Majors kiss her mom on the forehead. It was unsettling to be sure, but then he brushed her mother's hair back behind her ear and whispered, "'It's going to be all right, Pumpkin. Everything's going to be all right now.'" This made Lisa even more uncomfortable. By the time she finished asking what was wrong, her mother's eyes rolled back in her head. A moment later, Lisa's mom was dead. Coming up, a staffer notices the dying patients have something in common. Orville Lynn Majors. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loie, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? 
Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now back to the story. On April 24, 1961, ICU nurse and serial killer Orville Lynn Majors was born. In the fall of 1993, a staff supervisor at Vermilion County Hospital in Linton, Indiana, noticed a disturbing trend in the intensive care unit. Patient death rates were rising at an unprecedented speed. Licensed practical nurse Orville Lynn Majors had joined the hospital staff about seven months earlier. While the ICU logged about 25 deaths in a given year, by 1994, the toll shot up to over 100. Regularly staffed nurses declined breaks. They refused to leave their patients. They wouldn't even step out to use the restroom. If they abandoned their stations, they worried tragedy might strike. In one afternoon, three out of four ICU patients died within the same hour. Finally, in the spring of 1995, a 101-year-old patient entered the unit to undergo congestive heart failure treatment. Her case was assigned to the staff supervisor, Don Sturick. Things were going well when Nurse Sturick stepped away from her patient one afternoon to help another nurse. The elderly woman was doing great, so Sturick saw no issue tackling a more urgent matter. She asked Nurse Majors to look after her patient. When Sturick returned an hour later, the woman was dead. Sturick was stunned. She wondered how her patient, who was so stable when she left, could have taken such an immediate turn. Determined to figure out what the heck had been going on, Sturick reviewed the previous month's nursing logs. Almost every elderly patient who died unexpectedly shared something in common. Orville Lynn Majors was the nurse on duty when they passed. Sturick realized Majors was in the room during 90% of the instances in which patients died for no demonstrable reason. To make it more transparent, when Majors was on a shift, a patient died every 23 hours. When Majors wasn't on duty, a patient died approximately every 551 hours. Eventually, researchers discovered that while Majors worked at Vermilion County Hospital between 1993 and 1995, 149 patients died, but only 19 of them passed when Majors was off duty. Sturick approached hospital officials with her discovery. Immediately, they fired him from his position. In addition, the state nursing board justly revoked his nursing license for five years for administering unauthorized injections. 
Eventually, investigators concluded that Nurse Majors was the only staff member present at seven of the suspicious deaths. According to the task force, Majors killed the seven by injecting them with heart-stopping doses of potassium chloride and epinephrine. While potassium chloride is an essential mineral within the human body, medical professionals sometimes use it to treat severe cardiac conditions. But high dosages are utilized in capital punishment in the form of lethal injections. Over the next two years, forensic experts exhumed 15 patient corpses. The autopsies revealed fatal levels of epinephrine and potassium chloride. Moreover, investigators discovered discarded syringes and empty vials of potassium chloride in Major's car and home. In December of 1997, Indiana State Police arrested 36-year-old Majors and charged him with seven counts of murder. Throughout his trial in 1999, Majors insisted he was innocent. His defense team attempted to build the case that the seven patients died of natural causes. The affected families of about 80 patients filed wrongful death lawsuits, and Indiana charged Vermilion County Hospital with code violation and negligence fines of approximately $80,000. In the end, the jury found Majors guilty on six counts of murder and deadlocked on the seventh. Majors was sentenced to six 60-year consecutive terms for each conviction, for a cumulative sentence of 360 years. A so-called model prisoner, 56-year-old Majors died on September 24, 2017. He was reported to suffer breathing trouble that morning. By midday, his heart failed. But Major's heart never seemed to work right to begin with. If it had, maybe the man who chose to prolong the lives and comfort of others for a living wouldn't have become the one to take life away from so many innocent patients. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this one, check out my other show, Serial Killers, a Spotify original from Parcast. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Gatovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Daniel William Gonzalez, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 